Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Yeah, so, so that's the idealised version, Henry. That's the, I'm going to hit all the Instagram spots. I'm going to hit all the sites. Uh, what is it actually like as a Brisbaneite in Sydney? Because, yeah, as you mentioned, you and I went quite recently in April. Um, and it, it, I'll tell you what, I had a great great time. I actually love, uh, loved our holiday in Sydney. But it was fun. Uh, it is not this idealised, sunny beach city. Yeah, what we've just described there is the the Instagram version yeah, the, of it's the, the influencer weekend. retreat, really. And it's worth mentioning that I don't know if it's always been the case, or if um, you know, because obviously I had no disposable income until the ages, you know, nineteen, twenty onwards. And like, has the Sydney weekend away always had this sort of cultural currency? Like, is that was that always? Because oh, I it, think I, it, it was I, just a thing that people did. Like for and and what you started seeing was people going to Sydney without needing a reason. I, if I'm going to Sydney, usually there's still a reason that I'm doing it. It's either to visit Pat or, you know, go down for a 21st or something or go to see, like, you know, see Hamilton. But, there, but there's usually some level to, of to reason that, to go there. To, people to just go say, there. To that I would say, Henry, A, I don't think you know, like, most people in Brisbane would know someone in Sydney, so they could always feasibly have the reason of I'm visiting so-and-so mm. for one. I went down to see like Ollie and then there's Angus. Yeah, there's so, yeah, there's yeah, Hugo. There's, I have, yeah, I have, I have, I have yeah. heaps of friends in Sydney. There's a weird segment where you just name-checking friends you have in Sydney. All right, let's go one for one where we name someone who we know in Sydney. All right, Max Walner. Um, <laughs> and you've blown all yours. Um, oh, oh, I've already mentioned them all already. Um... There's so many fucking people in Sydney, man. Oh, I've always ben, got a reason to go. Ben. Yeah, ah, oh, Dylan. There you go. One back at you. Fuck. And Nick. I'll, I'll, Nick. Katie. Yu-Gi-Oh. Done. Reverse. Um, <laughs> Sam Campbell when he's not in Brisbane for shows. Yeah, great. Yeah, not a friend of yours. Um, oh, we're on the we're on the circuit together. Yeah, no, no, not even comparable. Yeah, we're more kind of colleagues. It's, um, like, it's like saying Tanner. It's like saying fucking. Tanner Boyd and Jonathan Thurston, uh, you know, on the same level. I do say that. Tanner Boyd <laughs> is the backup half at the Gold Coast Titans. Um, great player, though. Um, anyway, to that, I would say, I feel like it's always been a thing to go on a holiday to Sydney. You're just fortunate to have friends who have lived there since your first year out of school. So you've always had an ostensible reason to go. But do you know what I mean? Like, do you think that there are people who. Okay. I, yeah. I just, I just don't think it's new. I think it's probably it's. Having said that, I think we might have a slightly warped perception because I know heaps of people who have never been to Sydney in their lives, and who have like probably sooner gone to Melbourne or like other cool, interesting Australian cities. Like not people who have never left the city, but just never felt like, well, okay, Sydney is what you know the Opera House and the financial capital of Australia. Why would I go? Mm. Which sort of circles back. I agree in principle that. I think everyone who goes has somewhat of a reason. I'm just saying when, you, when you're seeing people on Instagram go and you're going, oh, why are they there? They don't obviously have a reason. I suspect they have a reason you don't know about. No, because I message them all. 
Oh, that's all. That's all. You're like, why are you here? Do you know anyone in Sydney? They're, they're like, no, it's a city of strangers. I'm terrified. Oh, I, so I make. Oh, that's why. Um, that's why I don't get much done because I'm just yeah, every yeah, time always. someone uploads a photo, I have to take it upon myself to message them and say reason. I've had to reason. abbreviate it down. I just have reason, you and they know it. Ah, yeah. now you just say ah, ah, and they, I go ah question mark, yeah. and they'll usually come back with oh no no reason, just wanted a holiday, and I'll be like interesting. That backs up what I'm going to say to Joe. Mm. In a but few then years some, time. But every now, and, every now and again, some of them are like, my aunt. And I'm like, uh, oh, no. Shit. I'll keep that. T- I'll delete the tapes. Um, oh, shit. There was a something, reason. Something that really stood out to me last time we were in Sydney, Henry, and we've actually mentioned it on the podcast. There's a lot of pubs, sure. And that's great at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Holy fuck. Doing anything in Sydney past 9 p.m. is the biggest pain in the world. Mm. Well, that ties into what I was going to say in terms of the real life actual weekend in Sydney. So, I think a lot of it is walking around. Oh, my gosh. I was so fit after three days in Sydney. You walk everywhere. You got to walk from one pub to the next. Oh, maybe we'll just... Because Sydney is not... Sydney is not... You know, going to break some news here. Sydney's not Munich. Sydney's not Seoul. Sydney's not a city where I think it's not, and people forget this because you are on a holiday. It's not different enough to Brisbane oh, where, yeah, the act- where the activity can simply be unto itself, walking around and taking yeah. in the sights. You, you, get, still, to Sydney and you're just you like, get there and you're like, oh, I just spent, yeah, I spent an hour in a fucking H&M. Yeah. And that's, that's what it. I did. Yeah, a lot of it is you go to the city and you're like, I'm in Sydney. I've got to take in the sights. That's why I'm like, I think now don't take in the sights. Go s- like, cause it's easy when you're on holidays to be like, I've got to try and squeeze in lots of different little things. Don't bother. I, the, the best way to do Sydney now is just go to a bar for six hours with, and, and it just is a different bar in a cool yeah. part of the world. Go to, if, you're go in, to, if you're in Surrey Hills, it feels like Australia. Probably it's sunny. Probably the best part, Henry, is it's like, well, I've been to most bars in Brisbane. I know what I like. So let's try some new ones. Going for like just a little mini pub crawl around Surrey Hills and, and just doing little bits of Sydney. Like I don't think when we were there last time we went to Bondi and that's maybe the first time that I haven't felt this kind of internalized pressure to make myself be like, got to go to one of the Eastern beaches. Got to yeah. see. Like I had this sick thing where I'm like, uh, first few times I went to Sydney, I was like, I've got to see the fucking opera house. It <laughs> Boy, does. Every time. Yeah. I was just like, did, it you, like, did like, you like chill out and have a drink at the, the opera house or the Harbor or. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just no, well, yeah. Yeah, I just had to go and look at it and be like, oh, good, ticket off. Oh, good, still there, still there. Still, yeah. Um, good to know. But, so I think, yeah, I think that's a big part of it, is just walking around. You've mentioned the nightlife. It's very hard to, yeah, sort of do a heap of stuff. And uh, at late. And then I think that kind of led to a really good part of Sydney in that I, w- like, I went to one of the best house parties I've ever been to. Because they just couldn't go to clubs. Mm. Yeah, it's very hard. I really, really wish we'd been around to see Sydney before the lockout laws. Because by all accounts, like the nightlife was phenomenal. Because are they are that haven't they been like largely repealed now? Yeah, they've been largely but, repealed, but it doesn't. But matter. it's it's yeah. over. Like people have already moved on culturally to be like, oh yeah. well, no, where we uh, don't. Do- well, that's why that's why Surrey Hills is such a scene now because they've always been outside of the lockout law zone. Right. So that's why we could try and go to that pub at like 4am where you didn't get let in. Um, no, I did not get let in. That was, we talk- the one, that was the one time you couldn't be walking around, mate. Like yeah. Legless. 
That is very true. I um, why did I uh, not get a layout? I'm trying to remember. You got that was when you got out of the cab and the secchi spotted you, and before you'd even put a foot on the ground because he had a bit to drink, he just points at you and goes, "No, no, no, he's not coming this in." This was the Strawberry Hills Hotel. Wasn't yeah, it? Strawberry Hills Hotel. Great, very oh, fantastic spot. One and of the grossest looking hotels I've ever seen, and I love that. And I love that it's got such a pretty name. It's like, oh, the Strawberry Hills Hotel. I was like, mate, if, any, if it's any fruit, it's a frigging pawpaw. Gross. Too bloody right. Gross. Um, but I, and then that security guard was like, do you want me to recite the legislation? Yeah. And we were like, yes. Did, we did not call his bluff. He absolutely knew word for word the parts of the Liquor Licensing Act that he needed to whip out. Uh, and he, for like five yeah, he goes, minutes, he goes, just well, Section 86B of the Liquor Licensing Act entitles me as a responsible entity to make a uh, decision. And we were like, well, we feel like wanker law students that shouldn't have done this. Thanks. Thank you, sir. We're like, touche. We will go back to Ollie's townhouse in Surrey Hills and drink his three Asahis that we were nervous about the next day. And then we're assured by by his housemate that they had been sitting there for months and we were more than welcome to. We had done them a favour by getting rid of those Asahis. And to that we say, Sydney, if you ever need... You might, you might diss Brisbane. You might shit on Brisbane. But when you need someone reliable to drink the three Asahis that have been in your Surrey Hills fridge for months, that's where Brisbane is your friend. Yeah. You can lean on us. It's embarrassing how much of the night I was just thinking about how good having one of those Asahis when we get home would be. Oh, fucking oath. I was like, it was one of the best things ever. That um, was my whole lot of Sydney. We're sitting in that weird patio out the back of the Surrey Hills house. Oh, too um, right. Next to that... Um, quite loud neighbour. I won't. Uh, yeah, no, no, that that neighbour that had some issues, and and that happens. Yeah, the neighbour, the neighbour had. Uh, I think it was a kind of a a halfway house, if that's not a yeah. uh, an offensive term. But it was a, and there was a yeah particularly vocal neighbour. Mm. I don't know why I'm telling the story because I literally can't, can't repeat any yeah, of the yeah, words so. that he said on the um, podcast because they're so bot. What you can repeat, I understand, Henry, is your Sam Thiday airport story. Yeah. So effectively, <laughs> um, last time I was in Sydney, we Georgia and I were flying back, and it'd been a massive weekend, and. Um, yeah, we'd seen we'd seen that day. Well, we saw Hamilton on the Saturday night, and then Frozen on the Sunday. Uh, so big, big weekend of musicals, and went to um, went, went to the airport. And uh, Salty, who I used to produce the sports show that he uh, that he hosts on for BC, and uh, he was like texting me and was like, oh, if you're not at the Sydney airport right now, there must be a doppelganger. And I was like, oh, no, I am. Oh. And, we, and we went over and we're like having a conversation. Sam Thiday was with him and they'd been there uh, commentating. Um, Tigers but, played the Cowboys, I think. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I remember watching it. I don't know. I think the Tigers playing the Cowboys. It was certainly the Tigers. And um, I only learned months later that, yeah, because we just had a brief conversation that went off. But then Salty told me months later that he was like, after I walked away, Sam Thiday was like, oh, who was that? He's like, oh, that's a, you know, Henry works at 4BC's producer. He's like, oh, who was he with? He's like, oh, that was, uh, I think it was his girlfriend, Georgia. And Thiday apparently was like, oh, what the fuck's she doing with him? And <laughs> just proceeded to be like, roast me. Essentially being like, oh, sure, they're not siblings? Oh, sure. Oh, how much is he, how much is he paying her? How much are you paying her, by the way? It's still a hundred a day. Ah, we're negotiating. Yeah, um, 
the awards there's changed. The, the, I think the, the awards I'm away changed. for yeah. months at a time exemption. Uh, there's just fucking unions involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I in the, in the Sydney airport got like essentially roasted. But Sam Thine, I think my girlfriend's hot. So mm. I'll take that. Does from does just seem like the kind of story you tell to just. How hot's my girlfriend, guys? <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> just, uh, just. Uh, but it happened in Sydney. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so Tim- Timothy Chalamet said to me at um, uh, <laughs> once, "Who's that supermodel you with, son?" Uh, it was great. Yeah, just a uh, Sydney episode of the show. Yeah, uh, it counts. I think Timothy Chalamet and Sylvia would. I think you should actually watch out for him. Oh, I'd be fucking worried. I'd be seriously they would worried. be quite a beautiful, sleek couple. Yeah, I agree. That that would look good in black. Um. I could see her on his arm at the June premiere. Mm. Which I can't wait for, by the way. That's going to be a great bloody movie. I'm still reading the bloody book. Yeah. I mean, I read about about one page an hour. Oh, my God. I got freaking half... uh, That movie's coming out. They've pushed it back three times for me. I still still (laughs) got to knock over about half the frigging book before I can go see the movie. Um, Let's let's dare to dream. Mm. And let's set up some battles between Brisbane and Sydney icons and let's see who comes out on top, okay? Okay, so this is a d- direct Brisbane versus yeah. Sydney off. It's a Brisbane versus Sydney off. All right, first up, let's start big. Harbour Bridge versus Story Bridge. Um, I'm going to call it a tie. Wow. I don't, I don't think the Harbour Bridge is that impressive. Um I think there is a natural limit on how impressive bridges across like 100 metres of water can be. The only bridge that I'll really put my hand up in the world that beats the Story Bridge is probably the Golden Gate Bridge because it's absolutely enormous. A huge call. I think the um, Harbour Bridge is so overrated. I, Harbour Bridge having... The bridge. Driven, I've driven across it, which was frightening. And as you, as you were talking about driving in Sydney earlier, G- Georgia and I... Um, drove into Sydney and I thought I was... I'll say, I'll say this. You are generally quite a nervous and cautious driver, to be fair. I don't know if I'm a nervous and I cautious th- I think driver. You're, you're more scared of driving. I don't speed. I don't think... Very, I don't think you're, you get very easily <laughs> no. flustered when you're driving ahead. What I don't... I don't... You get, you get flustered very easily. I don't think I... And it all flustered. I'll tell you what. I remember, when that, dr- remember when that spider bit you and you got very flustered. Oh, okay. I'm sorry <laughs> that I was flustered when I was driving on the highway because I was bitten by a spider. I'm sorry Your that my hand... Up, yeah. yeah, my eyes started You're puffing up. You're very flustered about it, though. Tell you who else got flustered. Peter Parker, when he didn't need his glasses anymore. It's stressful being bitten by a spider. Okay, okay, okay. But so you drove across the Harbour Bridge and, and what was your impression? Well, no spider bit me, so I wasn't flustered, but yeah. I was, it was still, it's very panoramic. It's very beautiful. And it did almost make me single. Sam Thiday could have had a bloody crack because uh, I, boy, driving through, uh, driving through Sydney, trying to follow maps and directions and stuff. Not easy, sir. Yeah. Uh, with two people. Way to cause a fight. And I thought I'd been a great boyfriend because I put on the switched on pop episode about Taylor Swift's Evermore album, which is mm. right up George's alley. So I thought here I am with a great podcast I found and we didn't hear a bloody word of the analysis of friggin' yeah. Willow. It's rare that someone else on directions will be better than just having your phone like to your left that you can look at. Yeah. Like, honestly, honestly. I, I, I'll I, give automation that. I yeah, think- I love Story Bridge, I think is great. Um, 
yeah, listen, the view, the view is, I think the view is closer on the story bridge when you drive over, but Sydney Harbour yeah, does have a grandness. It always, it. it always surprises me like how far the Harbour Bridge is from the Opera House. The, yeah, in the, they're not they're not mm, right on top of each other in the way that you know the story bridge is on felons. Yeah, which is <laughs> yes, which is the comparison. All right, uh, Bondi versus Street Speech. Now, Bondi, yep, iconic, great. Um, Street Speech, uh, biggest artificial beach in the Southern Hemisphere, which sets some sort of record. So maybe in one sense, mm. that's more impressive. I think more impressive because we made it. And no one had yeah, to make Bondi. They just got lucky. I'll say this as well. There ain't no reality TV show about people drowning at street speech. Too right. There's a, I don't you know, hear about street street South Bank Rescue. Is when you open your mouth while you're swimming in street speech and get a mouthful of piss. That's bloody right. <laughs> Everyone, there is, there is no body of water that has a higher percentage of piss mm. than street speech at South Bank. And I love that. And, and that's impressive because that's... Yeah, that is a, probably another record. It's biology, and I don't see no biology lessons happening at Bondi. So once again, yeah. Street Speech wins. Street um, wins. I've written down here the Opera House versus the Built Street Drama <laughs> Studio. For those, of, for those of you who don't know, that is the name of the drama room at Terrace where we went to school. I think obviously this one makes sense. I've never seen a compelling version of, uh, of Hamlet where Claudius is played as an airline pilot. Uh, I don't think the Opera House has put that on. I'll tell you where the hell has the Billet Street Drama Studio Street Drama Terrace. Studio. And also, fuck the Opera House. Can I say this? Half the time, it's not opera. It's bloody Lord and The National and Hannah Gatsby. Yeah, all, that's true. All it's kinds of kooky characters. I ain't heard no... Once. There's no bloody... It, there's no opera. Also, the whole, the whole building looks like a sock that you that got covered in sweat and you forgot to put in the wash and it dried up and got all turned and crusty. The angles on that thing, yeah. I don't want, I don't Ugly. want a friggin, I don't need a, a friggin protractor or a compass yeah. or whichever one now, figures actually, out angles. I'll actually say this, Henry, I have seen opera at the opera house. Oh, when I, boo, I went to, I went boo, to see Were you flustered? No, no, I wasn't flustered at all. I went to Sydney um, with Xavier on a on a lovely trip, and we saw. Um, can't remember the name of the opera, but I'll say this: oh, probably all, Le, probably Levian Pizza or something. Now, for all the uh, we've got James Rain, we've got Lord. There's something very special about seeing some opera at the Opera House. Did you wear a tux? No. Oh, you meant to. I went and saw. I think it wore a suit, maybe. I went and saw The Barber of Seville at QPAC. I don't think you know what you mean when you say, did you wear a tux? I do. Do you mean like... It's what you should wear to, what you wear to funerals. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've got a terrible fucking track record with tuxedo. I wore a suit. No, I mean a tuxedo, but I know that I know. Alistair got me a free ticket to go to see The Barber of Seville at QPAC, and I went and... um. <laughs> I wore a tux and not everyone else was doing it, but Alistair was. <laughs> yeah, I think you and your mate were having a bit of fun. You know the Barber of Seville as well. I, I was... Um, Maybe I, I did got, wear a tux. I honestly don't remember. I got, well, I got there so late that they put me in the box and I was sitting in this part where it was blocked. Do you know they have subtitles at the opera? Yeah. Live it's subtitles. It's very handy. It's like bloody Squid Game. It's incredibly useful. It's like Squid Game with seeing. Couldn't yeah, I can't wait it. for unpacking Squid Game. Um, <laughs> Hamilton versus the Illusionists at QPAC, another theatre-oriented matchup. Uh, the Illusionists, 
took my mm. mind on a journey through uh, space and time and blew me away. Hamilton is a good musical. Yeah, they don't need uh, Puerto Rican Eminem rhyming very cool words to make magic cool. That's yeah. why the illusionists at QPAC, yeah. mate. The illusionists haven't had any backlash. Lin-Manuel has been subject to perhaps more backlash from mm. a great position of strength over six years than just about anyone. You can't cancel a magician because they no. make the accusations disappear. Disappear. Um, that pie you've said, what do you mean? Um, I just wrote down, remember how last time we were in Sydney, everyone was like, you've got to try the best pie in the world. And it was near, it was near that, it was near the SCG. Oh yeah. Oh, it was it? It was the Burke street bakery. Burke street bakery. Um, in Surrey and, Hills. That, and that pie was very good. But it I was don't not the best in the world. I don't know if it was better than a Yatla, which I know no. isn't technically in Brisbane, but it's more in Brisbane than it is in Sydney, mate. So fucking right. Um, yeah, I agree. So it's, a lot of Sydney just has that sort of overrated shit of like, oh, I'll line up here for a croissant for two hours. Like, no need. Mm. You know, I, think, you know my I, opinion, think, I think lining up for anything, um, particularly food, is Bevan. What? I think it's a, I think it's a Bevan behaviour to How line do, up for food. Any, any line-up? No, like, for like, oh, my gosh, this new croissant place is open. Let's line up for two hours, Bevan. What if, it was, what if you were lining up for soup? Um, on Christmas Day because you made some bad investments in a year from now and um, and that's all you've got. And the Good Samaritans. The, oh, the I'd, I'd, I'd love the soup. I'd acknowledge it's a bit, it's a bit Bevan. So you're standing no, there actually, in line no, no, no. on Christmas Day no, hoping Bevan, being like, geez, guys, we're all a bit Bevan. The Sarah. Bevan thing is not needing the thing. Hence, like, if okay. you're lining up... Good, at good like, safe. If you're lining up at, like, DTMR to get your licence, that's fine. But I think if you have an option to get another croissant that's probably 98% as good or another pie that's 99% as good, I think it's super Bevan to line up. What if you were lining up at DTMR and you get to the front of the line after two hours and they're like, uh, Mr. Dwyer, we're so sorry. We weren't able to process your license uh, as recompense. Would you like this quiche? Would you take the quiche, sir? Uh, no. I throw it in their fucking face and say, why are you out mm. of licenses? It seems excessive. Um, let's turn away mm. from that, Hen. Brief chat about the psychology of why people move to Sydney. Obviously, you and I are super qualified here. Um, why do you think? Because there's a fair bit of brain drain from Brisbane to Sydney. I'd say we don't appreciate how much it would have used to be. Because it used to be that Sydney, if you wanted like a serious career, I gather, in like finance or commerce or law, was basically the only place you could go. Yeah. Well, like it like it's the yeah. only as as Ollie insists on telling us, it like there are no investment banks that aren't in Sydney, which I find insane. Says the guy who's basically only worked from Brisbane <laughs> from, for, from a lovely house in Ashgrove. <laughs> for that investment bank. Um but you know, that's that's by no fault of his own. He didn't uh, you know he didn't not lock down. But um I think it's interesting. I, I think if you need to move to Sydney for work, go for your life. If, yeah, it's, I don't even have any problem with people moving to Sydney because I guess in like the artistic community as well, there's a lot more, like you just can't be a working, I mean, you can be, but it's difficult being a full-time working artist in Brisbane. It, it, to, uh, to, Powderfinger. Yeah, true. It's a great uh, I, I actually, I actually 
I think music that used to be true and it isn't anymore. I think Brisbane has a thriving enough music scene and there's and a lot of bands that have lived in Brisbane full time and, and had great success. And, and, com- and comedy wise as well, like it's, it's oh, getting... Oh, it's, it's getting, getting there. It's getting less true, but yeah. the, the, I mean, the main it's thing is- It's unsurprising that like your Becky Lucas and Sam Campbell's moved to Sydney. Well, if you want to get big, big, like I, I think it is getting closer to the point where you can make a living off comedy in yeah. Queensland. I, I say still Queensland because you, yeah, you need to still, I mean, lean hard still, on other parts. And you, still, and you still need to be a bartender or whatever. Like you can't. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think there is now the level- of comedian in Brisbane where you can do it full time and make a living. It's, it's still rare. It's still rarer than it is in Sydney. And also like, I think um, there's just no TV. Like if you want to get yeah, into them, the, like you just need, if you want to get into like TV and which is, and, and radio to a large degree, cause it's a pretty closed off market. Yeah, hence you, why you, you moved into to Sydney, right? Well, I thought I was moving to Sydney and then the plane went the wrong way. I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? here? What is this, United or... 93? What's going on here? And then they bloody zipped me up to Townsville. Mm. Um, we're hijacking to give you a nice job. <laughs> we hijacked the plane and we're taking you to ABC North Queensland, brother. So it's a network uh, heist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it's interesting. I, I guess it's the people who moved to Sydney and act like they would never lived in Brisbane and they shit on Brisbane yeah. and they... That, that's, my, that's my rule with people who move from Brisbane for anywhere. Like, you know, you move to Melbourne and suddenly Brisbane never existed and Melbourne's the coolest city in the world. I hate that. You move to mm. Sydney and suddenly Brisbane never existed and, oh, Sydney's the centre of the universe. I hate that. I don't know about anyone moving to Hobart and <laughs> turning nah. their back on Brisbane. Nah. If anything, there's probably a sense of, oh, not sure about this decision. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think that I think so many people who move to Sydney, whether it is legitimately for work, whether it's for artistic pursuits, whether it's for a change of lifestyle, I think everyone could do with a big glass of get the fuck over yourself. Yeah, and and just in general, just the whole city if could do with a nice and, and little yeah, bit of get. Of, and speaking of, that takes us to the people. Now we were talking about Sydney being wanker central. It's a city that just needs to get the fuck over itself. Everyone, with no exceptions, is rude. Yep. It is. In shops, no one is friendly. Everyone is palpably mean. I completely agree. Cruel. There, I think if Unusual. you walk, if you walk into a bottle shop and try to buy a six pack of Young Henry's New Tanner. Oh, what, was, bit, that, what was that fucking place near Ben and Dylan's? They just seem like such coats. Um, oh, mate, bloody everywhere. Yeah. Now, Caitlin uh, has a great story. That relates to this. She goes, one time in Sydney, I went to Toddy's and I walked in for our reservation. So they had a reservation and the chick, you know, presumably um, seating tables, did a full toe to tip of head, look me up and down in a very judgy way. Then like 10 minutes later, I walked over to her to ask her where the bathroom was and she did the exact same head to toe look. That is so fucking Sydney. That's why they call it. it It is an alarmingly judgmental city. That's why they call it toties. Yeah, because they're doing their bloody head to toe. It's where they look. Um, yeah, that's it, man. And it's just, and it's just the everyday. The, are there nice people in Sydney? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment you move there, you start becoming nastier. But it, it's just, it's just in the like, it's the everyday interactions. It's the, it's the, 
It feels like everyone's the, in it for themselves. It's the injury. It's a rat race. It's a rat race. Yeah, and because the median house price is 1.2 million. So you can't wait time's money. Why would you waste time saying, no, hey, mate, you go in front of me in this line. We're both Bevins anyway. <laughs> I'm going to get that croissant. I'll, I'll get I've, that. Also, I've also never heard you use the word Bevan. <laughs> so that's what's it's throwing... A great, it's a great word. <laughs> where have you, where have you picked this up from? I don't think, no, I've, I've said Bevan uh, many times before. Um, perhaps not recently. Um, it just makes me think of... Um, oh, no, that's Beavis. I think of Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. <laughs> no, I, th- I actually saw on Twitter, it reminded me, I saw months ago, someone being like, what was a local like Australia, what was a localised slang term? Um, I think someone as well, apparently in Newcastle, it was really offensive to call someone at Travis, which, is, which I think is a great, great slur. I like, Tra- uh, I like Travis way more than mate, Bevan. Mate, yeah, that is such a fucking Travis. Oh, shut up, Travis. Oh, that is so Travis. Um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a edginess. Everyone's on edge. Yeah, everyone's I got agree. everyone's got somewhere to be and they really don't. Yeah. Um, now, private schools in Sydney, Henry, um, don't know much about them. Uh, I would argue from my perception that whilst Brisbane's record is stained of private schools being, you know, wankers and elitist, Sydney is far, far worse. So a uh, bloke called Mitch wrote in and claims so boldly that in Sydney, nobody judges you on where you went to school. I think he also added, no one even asks. Yeah, I, I admittedly, I, you do hear that people care more about it in Brisbane, but a friend of mine, Max, wrote in saying, in terms of the downsides of Sydney, saying private school Sydney kids are often very arrogant. And he's someone who moved from Canberra to Sydney and went to college. And that's the impression I get of, I reckon because there's 5 million people, but there's still only eight GPS schools, the physical proportion of students that have gone to these, you know, snobby private schools is much, much smaller. So you mm. might run into them less, but it seems as if you do run into them, they will judge you more harshly than any. I don't really know. This is just, you know, people have written in. This is the vibe. I mean, there's also so many damn stories, and this is applicable also to very expensive, prestigious colleges with the university. I was going to say uh, well. resi- residential colleges at the University of Sydney that rhyme with bonds. Yes. And um, I-, I would say that, like, they have more of a history, and this isn't to say that it isn't the case in Queensland and everywhere with private school institutions. Oh, but, but the, the colleges, the ones in that the ones that really make the oh. yeah. There's some we without going too deep into it. There is some you hear some horrible things, yeah. And, and the, that list that went around recently for the muck up day list of what that, that oh boys, like I the punch a poor person. Yeah, like oh, deranged. I forgot about that. That was insane. That was an insane thing. Was that was like li- Shore or like Seaview or some. It was one of those. Yeah, I think it was like Shore or Grammar or something, and it was like Knox or whatever. And they had to. There was a list of uh, challenges that the Year Twelves I think had to complete, and it was like you did so. It was. Ones it was got- Shore, and so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the list because for anyone who didn't know this, it is absolutely mental so this was their muck up day list at shore fuck one of your teammates exes with them there oh break into taronga zoo 
drink a cup of your mate's tacky vom. Now that's hard because if your mate just vomits organically, it mm. doesn't count even if you drink a cup of vomit. But there's ones that are gross and there's ones that are like, get with a mate's ex and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, as you mentioned, earlier, then there's ones that are like, throw someone in the road. Like there are, uh, from memory, there are incredibly dangerous ones. That, yeah, yeah like- I mean, there's, yeah, there was, I swear there was one that was like, punch a poor, beat up person. A poor person. Yeah, there was one that was like, Shoot someone oh, with an- mate, they've got like the craziest one. I can't believe this. Get with a dude. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> that's beyond the pale. That's insane. <laughs> How did they come up with that? And Sydney, one of the things I was going to mention earlier, way more vibrant LGBTIQ um, culture. I was going to say, I was gonna, actually, when we were talking about why people move to Sydney, I think a huge one is um, there is... A, you know, comfortably, I'd say Australia's best queer culture is in there. Now, you get 40 points on this markup day, and I'm not laughing. If you, if you Glenn McGrath, a soft serve at the cashier at Macca's, so I'm assuming that means you order a soft serve and then bowl it at the cashier, which is horrible. Okay. That's, that's kind of what? You order a soft serve and then run back, and I imagine all your mates would be like, and then you what lob this <laughs> you lob it uh 200 points yeah oh this is disgusting we'll leave this as the last as an example of some of the um and by no means the brisbane private school is perfect but this certainly didn't go around you got 200 points if you did the trifecta spit which was oh a spit roast, spitting on a homeless man and jumping off the spit bridge. Oh, my God. That is disgusting. I now, can't ten- believe someone would jump off the spit bridge. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, you get 10,000 points. So, to keep in mind, that's 200 points. Can you imagine what getting 10,000 points is? Getting on a plane to Melbourne. It's not hard. What, and, cr- and crashing it into Eureka Tower? Yeah, and then, and then spitting on another homeless man. From um, the plane. Yeah, so that's pretty rough. Um, yeah, that's uh, that probably tells you all you need to know about... Uh, uh, so, so good to I'm hear still, that there were still, people... So I'm Mitch still, is looking great with his claim that it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> oh, Sydney private schools are great, mate. Um, nobody judges on where you went to school because it was all equally fucking horrible. Um, mm. Sydney sport. Uh, you made a great point earlier, Henry, that seems like just about... And I know that fucking Sydney likes to believe they're the home of rugby league. Um, no, mm. uh, Brisbane is the new heartland. But you made a good point that it seems like every Sydney suburb gets an NRL team. Yeah, honestly, imagine if this was the case in Brisbane, if it was like... Cause, and this was the whole debate with Redcliffe. It was like, we can't call it Redcliffe. No one knows where it is. Well, thanks to the NRL, I know where Cronulla is. And I, mm. so you can, and you, you can learn. Like, imagine if it was like the new team, the Balimba Beekeepers. I mean, give yeah, me a like, fucking break. Like, oh, the Red Hill Revheads. You know, like yeah. just the most. Because, um, yeah, when they the, say like. <laughs> the, the Tagum Travises. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, the Beanley Bevins. Bevins. Oh, Barrack for the Beanley Bevins. Yeah, and when they talk about like, oh, it's the Battle of the West, it's Penrith, Parramatta. Like, it's so weird to me that that's like going to a game. It's like, oh, it's Milton v Indrapilly. You know more about it than I do. Was rugby league invented in Sydney? Yeah. Would have been. Yeah, that, oh, no, it was invented. Oh, I got this wrong the other day. It was like invented in England. 
Oh, okay. But in but Australia, like, it's, it's... I mean, I guess if it was invented in England, then it was invented in Sydney because England invented Sydney. Yeah. It, the, like, push towards professionalism and different rules, I think, began in England, but sort of happened, I think, around, like, similar times. Like, probably all it took was one person to come over and be like, oi, um, we don't have to have rucks and malls where you can just, like, tackle someone and get up. No, like, oh, great, love this bloke. But the Broncos, even into the 80s and 90s, played in it was called the NSWRL. It was the New South Wales Rugby League um, before it was the NRL, which I still take offence at. Rude. Um, moving on, obviously, we're talking about yeah, contemporary Sydney, I guess, recently. Contemporary hard, Washington. Yeah. Was it? I mean, it was, a, it was just a nightmare. Because so much of the media is concentrated in Sydney, you get a very Sydney-centric view of things. Yeah. Without going too deep into it, we're all sick of hearing about this. Wasn't it just absolutely painful to hear Sydney's the gold standard, Gladys has done the best job, gold standard, gold standard, the fucking gold. What kind of gold are you looking at? Old gold? That yeah, shit was, dark chocolate? That, that I mean, they, oh, oh, when your mum is like, we've got chocolate and it's old gold. Yeah, that's I've the gold standard. Old gold is bad enough that I was like, nah, nah, give me the apple. Like, give me, give me the pear. Yeah. Like, give me the fruit as a four-year-old child instead of old gold. I loved that. Was it the... Uh, was it like the weekend Australian cover of, you know, the Gladys Portraits, oh, the woman who saved Australia? Fuck, that was funny. My God. Just, I, I, I mean, just, just, just if we ever needed more of a there at the centre of the universe reminder, it was just the fact that they single-handedly sent this country back into the abyss because yeah. they wouldn't lock down. Because we had they had, they had COVID in June. And they hitched their like, no. political capital yeah. to not being a lockdown state. And then, and yeah, they got the app first and their app was bloody good. Their check-in app, you know. Sure. All also, the good it did, yeah. And, and you don't want anyone to die. And I mean, sanctimonious till the end they were. And now, you know, Gladys, Gladys's press conference, which was maybe my favorite thing ever, which was, I've done nothing wrong. I'm innocent and I've never done anything wrong. In saying that, I'm resigning as Premier, quitting politics and leaving free to corruption. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, and then you got Dom Perrottet, who seems to be on a, um, let's talk about this tall guy. One man mission to, um, uh, if someone told me that I was related to him, I'd probably believe it. Um, this one man <laughs> mission to piss off every other state. Now, I'll say this. There's a lot of like, I, I don't like him at, at all as a leftist. There was a lot of lefties on Twitter being like, look at him. You can just see he's dripping with evil. He's like a spider. What a fucking freak. Just look at him. I looked up a photo. He looks like a nice teacher. I mean, I had to back him up, but like. I was expect before I'd really seen a photo of him. I was expecting like this grotesque, like <laughs> fucking Baron um, and from June looking figure. Didn't he Topical. come out? Yeah, nice. Um, didn't he come out? No, mate, I'm telling you, did not come out. No, <laughs> he didn't come out. One thing he did not do. He, he didn't come out at all. Now, no. didn't he say in like his second day, be like, oh, Mark McGowan, the golem of Australian politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, firstly, bro, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> tight, tight ref. Yeah, but uh, it's a better ref. Did you see um, Short came that out he's yesterday? Like, Short came oh, out yesterday and goes, God. oh, the Liberals and Nationals, the nationals over the climate change. It's like the Squid <laughs> Games. He goes, it's like Austra- he said, he goes, it's like Australia's own Squid Games. I was like, he's back. <laughs> the zing is, he's back, which is the worst. This is, this is exactly how he said it. He's like, Aust- 
watching the Liberals and the <laughs> Nationals debate over climate policy is like Australia's own Squid Games. <laughs> the, the plural of it was so funny. It'd be better if he said the Squid's game. Yeah. And then he's like, what's this squid playing at? What is this squid up to? What are you uh, playing at, squid? Anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think ultimately, you know, I'm very happy to see like our friends in Sydney, you know, be picnicking outside and stuff. Yeah, but, good on you. But the entire course of Australia's COVID policy was single-handedly changed by one premier's refusal to lock down earlier, which is incredible. Now, maybe it's, maybe it's better in the long run because, you know, we might be able to travel next year and people are vaccinated now, but geez. I mean, tell that to, you know, the families who lost yeah. someone. I, last, I, last thing I'll say, Hen, um, I feel like Australia didn't know how to deal with a premier resigning due to a full-on corruption investigation. The girl boss Gladys takes afterwards, I thought, didn't square well with someone being like, my position is untenable because of the corruption. Like you see people being yeah. like, oh, why did, you know, why did Gladys have to resign? It's like, well, yeah, like it's a good stand. I, I'm, um, I'm sympathetic. I, I, I mean, I'm I sympathetic to the idea that, overall. yeah, no, neither. I, and I, I think just she was, it. she uh, personifies in many ways, Sydney's self-centeredness and yeah. sanctimony. But I do understand that when you look at the um, melons she's got in her cabinet, there was a bit of, ah, we'd rather corrupt but competent Gladys than yes, these, yes, yes. Than these, than these than goofballs. Um, so I, I understand that. But at the same time, I'm not for, you know, no. I'm, I'm not for corruption. If, if, speaking, you, know, you had to get this far into the podcast yeah, to hear me. Uh, I, I know you were hanging around to hear my view, but I'm coming out anti-corruption. Anti-corruption. Uh, but speaking of sex symbols, Henry, uh, should we ask the big Q? Does Sydney fuck? Now, I really struggle with this one because it's a city that, to its credit, it's fast-paced, it's expensive drinks, it can be sexy. I think Sydney fucks. I'm going to give you my wokest answer ever. The straight people, they all suck. They're wankers. They don't fuck. The gay scene, fucks. Yeah. That's all I've really got to say about it, to be honest. It's, that's, that's my, I don't, that's my I, don't, I don't have any, uh, tell you, you know, it's yeah. sexy. It's sexy. It's got a bloody, people are walking high, around in togs in the it's CBD. It's powered. It's sexy. You got the beach and everything. Yeah, righto. Sydney fucks. Get on with it. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right, that's all we've got time for on this wonderful unpack of Sydney that I believe has been split into two parts. So we'll be back very, very soon with uh, regularly scheduled Brisbane suburb programming. Write in, let us know what you thought about us daring to pop into another Australian city and, uh, yeah, stay strong, stay muscular, stay sexy. And if you think this episode being split into two parts is weird, well, Sydney is split into 33, remember? They have 33 local government areas. And that doesn't mean 33 mayors, does it? I think it does. I sure, wow. I'm pretty sure you got 30. I reckon the title of mayor, like fucking everyone's been a mayor in Sydney. I'd love to see a flash mob of all the mayors. That's quite funny to me because I always find my love of British comedy means it's like anything with like a detective... Yeah, a mayor. They they make me, you know. Yeah, know. like for example, Carl Asfour is currently serving as the mayor of the city of Canterbury Bankstown. Now, what's what insane is that is one little local government area in Sydney. It's the fourth most populous LGA in Australia. Hell yeah! Whereas you got oh, well, Adrian. I'll- 
fucking Shrinner. And say what you will about Shrinner, the winner, he's presiding over like three million people. One mayor, one policy. One, one vision. Yeah, one, one, one vision. Yeah, but we're not the same. Mm. Um, we get to carry this episode. Yeah, well, can't wait for 11 years from now where Brisbane does a better Olympics than Sydney. Yeah. And, um, you know. And the mangroves open. <laughs> Hell yeah. And as long as we are at that opening ceremony. In some way. Um, well, thanks for coming behind enemy lines with us. We'll be back with the suburb very soon. Enjoy your sexy little weeks. Stay sexy.